Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. And it's our pod squad this Tuesday afternoon. Today we are chatting about uh, Series 3 of Inside the Crime, which I should say, full disclosure, is a News Talk podcast. And uh, here to chat to me about it today is uh, News Talk's tech correspondent, Jess Kelly, and presenter of uh, For Tech's Sake podcast, Elaine Burke. Good afternoon to you both. Afternoon. Elaine, just, I suppose, first of all, set it up for people. How would you describe um, this season series of Inside the Crime? Yeah, so this is focusing on the murder of Una Linsky. It was a 19-year-old girl um, from Meath. Um, this happened in the early 70s and uh, there's a lot of in it as well, kind of in the first episode, contextualising that, giving you a feel for this area in County Meath in the 1970s. They really do a great job of setting the scene in that first episode. And then, you know, what transpires is they're covering the, what, what happened after that story, after this girl was abducted, uh, first thought to be missing, then uh, discovered uh, to be found dead and uh, basically how that affected the community and the investigation that took place around it. And mm. you do know from the offset, you listen to the first episode, you know this is kind of a case of an unsolved mystery in a way yeah. because they're still calling yeah. out for people yeah, to come forward with information in each episode. So, you know, don't go in with false hope that this is going to have a neat resolution be tied up in the bow at the end or anything like that. But it is, it's a very compelling story. I knew nothing about this story mm. at all going in. And uh, they, like I said, they go into great detail covering it and really immersing you in this world. Um, and it, and because of that, it actually is quite affecting as well, I found. Yeah, I have to be honest, and you know, it, it's it's not a story, Jess. Um, I was from, very familiar with it all. I mean, I knew, I certainly heard of the name Una Linsky uh, and the fact there was a murder investigation. But beyond that, I actually knew very, very little about it. Yeah, and I feel bad that I didn't know about it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because we spoke before, uh, actually Frank was on with us, and we spoke about true crime podcasts mm. and how I used to be addicted to them. And then I kind of walked away from them because I sometimes felt like they were exploiting and overindulging in the gore and the graphic nature. I just wasn't into that. And so listening to, I've listened to obviously all three series of Inside the Crime so far. And what really strikes me is that this isn't just a murder podcast. It's a podcast about the crime. And as Elaine said there, it's about the effect on the community as well. And I found myself going to Google bits and pieces yeah. because I didn't know the story. It's also, a, you know, it's also, um, I don't want to say a live investigation, but there's, you know. It's the, still active. It is. It's still an active case. The and Gardaí. there's still an appeal for information, you know, for, for anybody listening to it. It's well worth a listen. But, for you know, there is still that appeal for information and that hope as well, you know, that people would come forward. And I think that actually kind of changes it a little bit. It really does. I know that the Gardaí issued a renewed the appeal before Christmas calling for any form of information. And when you listen through to the podcast, the way Frank describes literally the lay of the land in Meath mm. and they have incredible detail about the kind of car that they're on the lookout for. Um, also, it should be noted, and I'm not going to spoil anything, but there are so many twists and turns in this story that really emphasise yet again the impact on the wider community. And there's a particular snippet of the episode that just dropped today, episode three, that I think really highlights it because you hear the impact that it had on the locals and indeed everybody involved in this case. There was a dilemma when it came to her funeral with my parents. Like this was their neighbour's daughter. They wanted, in their heart, they wanted to go to the funeral. 
But I think they also knew they didn't want anything to happen that would upset the Lenskys at the funeral. And Did they, they feel they wouldn't be welcome? Yeah, they felt the they felt they were definitely torn between should we go? And if we go, will it cause some problems? So they made the decision not to go. So that is a snippet from the episode that dropped today. And that is one of the relatives of uh, uh, one of the people who who was taken in mm. as a suspect in this case. Initially questioned. Initially questioned. Now, I have to say, episode two jumped out at me because... You hear the interrogation techniques of the Gardaí who brought um, people in for questioning. And again, the, the, the difference between this podcast and some of the other true crime podcasts that I had been listening to a few years ago is it, I think humanity and empathy is at the core of this because, as Elaine said there, there's no happy ending that we know of as of yet with this case. Yeah, well, we're, all, we're, we're three, um, episodes three, three episodes in into it, as, as Jess said, the, the third one only dropped actually today. I, I know we got a, a sneak a peek of it or we got to listen to it last night. But I suppose, Elaine, what kind of struck me in this is it's the fact that really this case is actually so recent. You know, it's 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 only 1971. Like, it's still very recent. And the idea that County Meath is just so close to us. Mm. Like it's the mm. proxy. We're not talking about something in the back ends of the States. But even so much has changed since then. They talk about that a lot about like the lay of the land in County Mead, like how you could have, you know, walked uh, through a field from one house to another yeah. and that's different now. So they're trying to explain. And we can all, like, well for me anyway, as somebody that's from the country in Donegal, like I can sort of see the layout of, of where the, the Linsky's house is and so many of their neighbours and I can picture that, you know, in my, in my own home house in Donegal. Yeah. Like you can... And it's like, Identify it's, with it's it. actually really, that's why I said it's really affecting as well. Like you can still hear, like it is decades on, uh, there, there's interviews with people, you know, who lived through this and who are actually, you know, very much involved in this story. Um, much older now, but they would have been like late teens, early 20s at this time. So they've lived an entire adult life with this thing hanging over them. And you can hear it in their voices sometimes yeah. in the interviews that this is still really affecting, really traumatic for them to relive and for them to talk about. And I, today's episode in particular like, really hit me hard. Like it, there's some parts of that that are mm. quite difficult to listen to because this trauma is still very raw for these people. It's how vivid some of the accounts are as mm. well, actually, isn't it? It's the, 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 the recollection that people have of, I don't give too many spoilers away, yeah. but certain days and, and big moments. I suppose because it's something that they've had to relive so much, either because of um, investigation and haven't been interviewed about it and talking about it in that respect, but also, you know, just I'd say they dwell on it a lot, maybe in their private time in a quiet moment or something like that. I'd say it probably comes back to haunt them a lot. So it's probably something that is always on their mind mm. for years and years to come. So There's that's no why the details closure. are there. I think that's what struck me about this. And it was the same with the previous se- uh, series that uh, focus on the murder of Charles Self as mm. well. I think sometimes, particularly like we all work in news, right? And you become consumed with a story when it's on the front page and everybody knows every single detail. And then it disappears to maybe five, page seven or five of a newspaper. And then bit by bit, it disappears. For the people who were directly involved, whether that was the families directly connected, the person who worked in the local shop, the girls and boys who were going to the dance the evening after, all of those people will be not necessarily haunted by it, but it lives on because they, they never got that closure. And I know there's that thing of, you know, time is a great healer if you've gone through grief and all the rest. But when the investigation 
has never come to a satisfactory conclusion. I think that is, there's definitely an element of intrigue there. And understanding, you know, if this happened today, and Touchwood obviously doesn't, but, you know, would things like DNA and technology and CCTV and mobile phone technology, you just think of how simple life was in rural Ireland at that time. We're also, you know, so early really into this particular season of Inside the Crime. But there is the idea as well that those are, 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 you know, the person or people involved, that the potential that people have information, that people are out there. Like there is that element of this story too, more so than other Yeah, and you see it sometimes with like, there's such a massive appetite for true crime in the podcast world, but just in like uh, the entertainment world in general. And like Jess as well, I am a bit whiffy about engaging with true crime stuff Mm -hmm. because I do find it, like I find it quite upsetting to listen to these stories knowing that they're true. Um, And there's that exploitative nature of it as well. Now I will say this is really well handled. Frank is a really lovely interviewer. You can sense he's got a rapport with a lot of yeah, people he's speaking yeah. to. And even Ashley Moore, the producer, you can hear her sometimes chiming in and, and has a great relationship with them as well. So I think hopefully these people felt like they were cared for in those interviews and don't feel like this was exploitative. And like you said, to bring the story to, to light now is to try and actually get more information so that if people engage with it and can bring information to bear on it, well then that's a good thing. Yeah. And they've, they've developed these resources around it as well. Because you do get those people who will want to be like amateur sleuths and get involved in this yeah, to, yeah. To, to be in that kind of way and like to be honest with you, it's hard not to get up and get caught up in that when you were talking about the cars earlier I was suddenly very invested in the models of Ford well, cars from the 1970s yeah. the Zodiac and a Zephyr um, but there's resources on newstock.com that has like an interactive family tree because there's a lot of there's a vast cast of characters mm-hmm. in this and because it's like a small rural community you have people who are neighbours but also cousins and mm. big families and yeah. stuff like that and people who then grew up and got married um, later in the story and then you have a map of Port uh, Porterstown Lane where, where majority of it took place uh, to try and place yourself in the story a little bit as well so p- people who maybe aren't getting it through the audio medium mm. can, can access other resources uh, Unlike both of you I'm th- this is sort of this is probably really the only type of podcast I've ever listened to you know beyond uh, Pod Squad here on, on Lunchtime Live so um, it's but I have to say it's uh, it's excellent and mm. the fact that I think the third series today um has lots of different developments, I suppose, too. It is probably the, the best way maybe to describe it without giving too much away to listeners. Um, will you recommend it, Jess Kelly? I would recommend it. But what I would say, unlike some of the other podcasts that we've recommended in the last wee while, this isn't a multitask podcast. This is one that you need to give your attention well, you to, to, to this, yeah. because there's an awful lot of detail. As Elaine said, there's an awful lot of voices, but I would highly recommend it for no other reason than to get briefed on a story that I feel like we probably all yeah, should be familiar with. We should with. know more about it. Yeah, and and you won't find it hard to give your time over to mm. it completely because it is quite absorbing. It's very well made. Very Episodes well are about thirty minutes or so. Today's one well. is a bit longer. Today's is closer to forty five, I think. But I'd say that's probably going to be as long as they'll run. And it's yeah. just that today's uh, story just is a bit more densely packed. But there's such an appetite for true crime out there, and this is a, a really good story to get out there. Like I said, if it spreads the word and helps to solve something for people, I'll definitely closure. give it a five out of five. Yeah, five out of five. Five out of five. There you go. Elaine Burke, presenter of the For Tech's Sake podcast. Jess Kelly, our own tech correspondent here at News Talk. Uh, that is this week's Pod Squad. Squad. We are talking about Inside the Crime. Uh, you will be able to access it too on the Go Loud app. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.